We just out here skating, you know, every day we do so. Let's fucking sir! Let's go! We in this bitch. I really didn't give a fuck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is modern day hippie shit. Three, two, one. Welcome back to another podcast, everybody. How y'all feeling today? How y'all feeling on this fine morning, afternoon, or wherever, whenever, wherever and whenever you are listening to this? It's your boy Yamat on the beat today. And I'm with, you know, one of my homies from work. You know, his name's Eduardo. He likes making beats. You know, he's a cool dude, got a real open mind. So we're gonna have a great conversation. You know, and we we decided we're going to share this conversation with y'all. So, you know, be happy. Y'all, we get in, you know, more perspectives on the channel. You know, we're not just talking to people our age anymore. We're talking to the older generation, seeing, you know, things from a different light. And, you know, I think they oftentimes got a lot of good points to make, you know. So without further ado, you know, you want to introduce yourself? Hey, what's good, everybody? Uh, name's Edgardo, but you guys just call me Ed. And uh, like he said, yeah, we just homies at work and uh, just pretty excited to sit down and uh, just have a regular conversation with him. And yeah. for you guys to be tuned in with us. So that's pretty cool. So, like, you know, I'm going to get into the beats and stuff later, but I just wanted, you know, if you don't mind, like, what was life? You grew up in what, like the 90s, 80s? Yeah, I was born in 88, and then I grew up. In the 90s, my early childhood, 2000s? Yeah, my whole knowing of childhood was just growing up in the 90s. 90s? Like by the time I got to like maybe 2002, I was already 18, 19, about to just live. Okay. You know, start living man life, like deal with real life stuff, work, bills, all that. So my time is very different from how it is right now for me. It's very, very different for me right now. It's very confusing sometimes because... living a whole different kind of life back then in the era that I grew up in with the way the rules were, the way life was, the way, you know, children were, the way adults were, the way jokes were, the way everything was, was, um, it's just very different. There wasn't much, uh, at least in my time growing up, there wasn't a lot of, uh, like negativity. It was, a, it was all just about having a good time, having fun. That's all there was just a bunch of us kids just stuck together on the block, just trying to have a good time, just trying to figure out how to make the best out of every situation that we were in. I mean, um, a lot of us was just into music. A lot of us was into sports. And a lot of us was just into like, you know, mostly just being outside in the world. But it's even hard to do that now because almost anywhere you go now outside, you have to be careful because a lot of people are out there with, um, with like negative attitudes and negative energies. And you never know who they are because yeah. everybody seems so normal until you're in that moment. And, it's weird because even defending yourself sometimes like backfires on you. You know what I mean? Depending, you know, who's around in that moment in that area where you're at, whether you're at the park or you're at the mall, it's very scary. Cause I got kids and I try to take my kids out sometimes and 
I don't have a problem being outside. I don't have a problem being around, you know, my kids or in the park with kids, anything like that. But my biggest, like the biggest thing that causes anxiety for me is like paying attention to everybody else around the park, like a police officer. Like it's hard for me to have a good time with my friends with my friends and kids at parks and stuff like that because I'm always too busy worrying about who's gonna cause a problem or who's gonna, you know what I mean, who's gonna be taking something little and turn it into something big. When did you first like start seeing that shift in, you know, just American societal culture, like everyday life of, you know, people having to watch over their kids and stuff more, you know, they just don't feel as comfortable going outside or it's not as safe, um, you know, just to shift in energy as far as like the disconnect people have in person now versus, you know, the, the uprising of the internet and social media is like, how was that whole experience? And like, when did you first start seeing the shift of like, damn, this might change everything? Or was it something that kind of just punched, punched your generation in the face? Kind of both. Like it kind of punched us in the face because of like, like the internet, when the internet came out, like the internet came out when I was a kid too, when I was growing up, computers were out in the 80s, you know what I mean, in the 90s, but the most we had back in our times in the 90s was like chat. That's it. You could chat with some friends, you could chat with strangers, and that was it. Right when it got more into like later in life in like the, the 2000s, you know what I mean? Like when I started becoming more grown and the cell phones started getting more um more advanced and computers started getting more advanced with like stuff like uh um MySpace and stuff like that. It was okay then there too, but I knew at that moment things were different between me and the people that I grew up with the kids now. Like yeah. A lot of people were really into creating a personality online. I guess online you're able to be whoever you, you want, want to be and a yeah. hero, and it's cool, but somewhere along the line that shit got abused because the power that the internet started getting, as I started getting older, I started realizing that it didn't matter if you were an actor, it didn't matter if you were didn't matter how many years you spent in college or in school to learn what you learned in the entertainment business or whatever it felt like i realized that the power was in the hands of the people at that moment and whatever yeah. the people said would go so i started seeing the shift change because a lot of the things that i liked growing up started just not a lot of stuff either got canceled or a lot of other a lot of other shows started coming out or a lot of other events like so many just like everything whatever the internet started saying people just went with it and I started realizing that change and I realized the power that they had is it was just is mind blowing because there's too much. There's so many people in the world that get bullied. And this internet world was a place for them to like feel like a, a boss for the first time. But I felt like a lot of those people like abused that power. And like turned into the bullies. Yeah, and turned into the bullies because it's like we live in a world where people be like, you can't fat shame somebody. You know what I'm saying? Like if you say, like if you look at somebody and be like, ah, you're fat. It's like, oh, don't fat shame that person because you know you could lose your career now. But like those same people have no problem looking at you know the rules of society, the laws of society, all that, and basically like shaming it. You know what I mean? Like you should. Or they just have no problem like out outwardly like shaming other you know margins or categories of peace people like the i mean i don't want to specify or black lives matter for for instance like there's i'm not going to say the whole black lives matter but there's people 
who, you know, rep it pretty hard, that be going hard at white people, like, fuck white people all throughout Twitter, Instagram and shit. And, like, they feel like they can bully white people or any other race, you know, that the whole Asian thing was crazy a couple of years ago and get away with it. But as soon as somebody says something about black people, it's a problem. And I'm that's the problem I have with like, you well, know, like this Yeah, yeah. Or like fat people, they they can just be talking about like um they'll like remember Lizzo, she was trying to, she went on a diet, right? And fat people started like trying to cancel her. Yeah. For trying to lose weight. I don't know much about her, but I do know that she's pretty fat. She's a woman. She's a woman who's big. And I mean, the way I think, I never cared about things like that because I come from a different time. You know what I mean? So, like, if she's a woman on stage who just got skills, then you got skills. But in the way we live in, it's like, it seems like the only reason why people love her is because ironically, she's like, like a fat icon. Yeah, you're like a fat icon for fat people, like fat. Being fat is like, and it kind of sucks for her because maybe she really want to lose weight. And true, they yeah, like really, yeah, yeah. they bro, she went on this shit for like two days. They fucking crucified her, bro. I feel bad because it's like, at the end of the day, everybody just wants to be loved and accepted. And it's like these people feel that this is the way to go, or some people feel like if the world is rocking with this agenda of fat is cool and I'm a fat person, I should just rock with it too. And you know what I mean? I feel like maybe people think like that, but. I mean, I think that the last thing I saw that girl do was I clicked on, I think she was like playing the flute or something. I mean, I don't know what she really does. I don't know if she's a model. I don't know if she's like a singer or an actress. I think she's like a singer. She's a singer? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I mean, I think that's all that matters. I think people should just focus on whatever skill and talent that they have and stop worrying about. What she looked like. Yeah, like what people look like. It's like, just think about like, I had that problem. You know what I'm saying? Like about how I look like. And I thought about it. People care about so much about how you look like. What the fuck is the point of me doing anything with my skills if nobody's going to care about the skills they're only going to care about what i look like you know what i mean and it's like that's that's like shaming in itself yeah you know what i mean it's like i don't think people realize that it's like we live in a world where it's like it don't i'm offended by a lot of things every single day you know what i mean and a lot of those things are out of my control and i can't do nothing about it except know that i can't make everybody happy and that i can't control everything in my life so I just focus on the things that I can control and the things that do make me happy and that's it. And whatever anybody else is into, my whole attitude towards that is like, yo, if you're into homosexuals, good for you. If you're not, good for you. If, I don't care. Yeah, yeah, if you're into music, <laughs> that's cool. If you like being skinny, that's cool. You wanna be fat, no problem. You like hitting the gym, that's cool. I don't know why everybody feels like people have to care about what someone else is yeah, doing. Yeah, I think that's like the biggest thing social media has done. It's like, it's forced everybody to care about everybody else because everybody care is basing themselves based off of everybody else. So it's like, I remember the, you know, when I was growing up, people didn't give a fuck. Like, oh yeah, nobody, like, nobody, nobody really cared. And I'm not even that old, like for real. I came from a I'm time really where, not. bro, I came from a time where like, where your, your clothing mattered. You know what I mean? Like in the nineties, if you had like not the right shoes or not the right jacket or not the right hat, you got cracked on for it, but it wasn't like that serious either. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, you came with these shoes and they, 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 they goofed on you for like about a week or two. So what? The next person got goofed on about his jacket. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? But no I, one, no one ever took it to the point where people had to get shot for it. Like, I mean, people got beat up for their clothing, you know, and stuff, but, but nobody, it's not as worse as it is today. Like, 
Yeah, that shit's weird with ours. People are just shooting each other over. Hey, if somebody coughed the wrong way, somebody gets shot right there in the face. And it's like, damn, bro, what happened? Oh, he coughed too close. You know what I mean? It's like, really, though? But you have to shoot him for it? Then also, on top of that, when people are shooting and killing each other and raping each other, you got people out there who you live in a world where people want good and people want, you know, you know, fight for, for, for innocent people and all that stuff. It's like, but y'all pull out your phones and, and y'all decide to watch the crime instead of stopping the crime. You know what I mean? It's like, it's a lot of weird things I see like that, that it's like, do y'all really care about things or do y'all just want that quick ass 15 minutes of fading? You know what I mean? Everything is trend nowadays. That's yeah, why I like, like. It's like, I don't have, I don't have the energy to give a shit about the phone. I don't have it. I said to call people. That's it. I don't have, I've always come from a time where we were always face to face with everything. I'm not really much of a, I can't chat with you online all day or be online all day. I'm more of a people person. So I got, I'd rather just be with people and just talk to people and just, it's just more better for me, I guess. You know yeah, I, mean? I right. feel more of a connection than being alone in a room somewhere all the time. Cause that's another thing. It's like, how do you know these people are even your friends? How do you know these people even really care about you? You know what I mean? You got 30 million followers, but how do you know that they even give a shit about Bro, you? Bro, I got a fucking song. It's called, um, fuck, what's that shit called? It's like, I have a bar in there. Like, it's kind of about that. I'm like, um, oh, it's called Vlog Profile. And, hey, y'all be on the lookout for this project. You know, this one's called For You, or For Her Because of Her and Because of Instagram. But I was like, how you go from talking shit about her to comments on her pic? I guess a heart and a love you don't mean fucking shit. And that's why, like, I always, like, even when I was young, I felt like it was weird how everybody just always was like, love you so easy, like, through text, like, even in person and shit. I'm like, first off, you barely even know. Second off, like, y'all just giving y'all love to everybody. Like, I feel like, I mean, I don't know how I feel about that. I feel like, to an extent, you should just love everybody. But I feel like, you know, if you just giving that to everybody, your love really don't mean shit. If I can be a random nigga and get that shit. You it's know? funny you say that because, like, I've been with my woman for, like, 15, 16 years, right? And, like, in the beginning of the relationship, she was, you know, I love you. I'm like, all right. You know what I mean? I, because I know who I am. I know I'm a cool person. I know I like to make people laugh. You know what I'm saying? Like, I know I don't bring negative energy. So it's easy to attract to those people. So, it, you know, I get it. It's like, you know, I'm a guy who makes you laugh, da 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 da, da. all right. But in my life growing up, I understood love. Like, I love my mom and dad. I love them, you know what I'm saying? I love my sons. I love them. And I love my friends and I love people that I meet. But when it gets into a relationship with a man and a woman or whoever your partner is, it's like the definition of love is different. Yeah, it's, it's, it is. It's funny because it's like, it feels like, it feels like if both people tell each other that I love you, it's like some some make it. You know what I mean? There's a lot of relationships out there that make it. They make it very well, real into the years. And then there's others that like use it as weapons. And they'll be like, well, if you love me, you do this. If you love me, you did this. If you love me. And it's like, they don't realize that, that you're, you're, you're diluting. It's, it feels like you're diluting the definition of, of the natural love feeling. Yeah, love I feel like, person. you know, like with me, because, like, I don't believe in, like, birthdays, yeah, holidays, yeah. really, all that shit. So, like, me, when I'm, yeah, when I'm older, right, I'm not, I'm a start the tradition, like, I'm not going to be, like, 
giving you like hella like random shit. And but my thing is gonna be like, don't I give you enough like throughout the year? Like you need yeah. enough on this one day that yeah. you that a bunch of niggas told you you was born on this day and you just going with the fuck they say. Yeah. So like I feel like it's that same thing, like love, like I feel like if I have to to, to tell you I love you, then like it's it, it's fleeting, you yeah, know, like, like why do you need to keep hearing this? And it's like, I, I say that to my girls, like, I've been with you for like, I've been with you like, like 50, 16 years. The first five, six, seven times you said it, I got it. I don't know if that's the difference between men and women. You know, like, men know, we know it. You know what I mean? Like, yo, I got my girl, I got my family, we love each other. We know it. We, I don't have to hear it all the time. I don't got to hear my mom and dad tell me they love me all the time. I don't got to get a hug from them all the time. Like, I got it. You know what I mean? I get it. There's love here. But like I said, like when it gets into a relationship, I think it, that's why like I love my girl, but I'll never tell her like all the time, like, hey, I love you. Because then I feel like she might try to use that as a weapon. Yeah. So I just never really like, either, most of I the time, think like, she'll be like, I love you. I'll be like, I know, I know you do. She'll be like, don't you love me? I'll be like, of course I do. But I love you the way I naturally loved you and the way I naturally loved anybody. I don't love you like the way you see in Disney movies. I don't love you like the way you see in like TV shows. Yeah. You know I, mean? I feel like I don't love people, you like the way you see on Instagram. Yeah, like I feel like a lot of people look at that and As they apply love. it in real yeah. life and they be like, well, if you're not like this, then it's impossible. If you're not posting me, you don't love me. Yeah, yeah, and it's like, it's like, that's not true. Girl, I don't even like going on Instagram. And I don't even care about your words. I've always been more of a, a action speaks louder than words person. So you can tell me you love me all you want. It, it's not really doing much for me. But the fact that you're with me in life, the fact that you're with me with through the thick and thin, years go by later, we're still together, we're still right. That's what matters to me the most. That's what I care about. That's what I look back at and be like, yeah, we're solid here. This relationship is solid. You know what I mean? That gives me what I need to know. Like telling me I love, telling me you love me or telling me happy birthday, that does not make me feel like you respect me or like you care mm. about me or anything like that. Anybody can say any word to anybody. You know what I mean? To me, it's just... Yeah. I, I stopped giving a fuck about my birthday a while. I used... I mean, I gave a fuck, like, up until, like, I was, like, 10 or something, I think. But I stopped giving a fuck because, like, when I would tell people and they would forget, and that shit would hurt my feelings, like, a lot when, like, people forgot. So I just, like, you know, this is on some, like, sad-ass shit. I would stop telling people to, like, save them from forgetting because, like, if you forgot, I would, like... I wouldn't feel like the same way about you no more. Yeah, it's like but if I didn't tell you, then I'm like, I can't hold that against you. You didn't know it was my birthday. So I just stopped telling niggas it was my birthday and shit for a, while, a long time. And I and I just stopped celebrating it really like, because to me, it's like, nigga, I'm here. Like, I'm, I just believe, I don't really believe in the calendar and shit. Like, I believe that I just take shit one day at a time. And I hope one day I can get to a point where like I can hire like a secretary or some shit to be with me like full or be my connection to society full time yeah. because then I'm not I'm not going to be using a watch no more I'm not using a phone yeah. like well I mean I'm to communicate with her yeah. but I'm not like using a calendar I'm just going to be living this is this day this is the next day no more Monday Tuesday yeah, Wednesday yeah, Thursday yeah. like I, and I feel like too. after time once you your mind really gets used to that and you're just living, you're going to live longer because you're not thinking, damn, another year just went by. I'm supposed to look this old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Like, I'm just living this day. Yeah, today's like today. This. Let's do what we can with today. That's exactly. what I tell my, my family at home. It's like, guys, I, I have a lot of people that, like, I have a lot of people that are friends and, you know, a couple family members that 
their life is very great and they don't see it because they're still stuck on worrying about the past and all the things that have happened. They, they, they don't realize how to count their blessings right now. And it's like some of them are, you know, in good positions where they have work, they have, you know, an automobile, they have good money, you know, bank saved up, you know, they, they wear nice clothing, they're, they're in their youth still. And it's like, they're so, I see them depressed all the time and they're always telling me what they're feeling. And it's like, I try to remind them, it's like, dude, you're in a good place. You know what I mean? It's like, you should be very grateful for what you got. It's kind of crazy, like how people have like, people's past traumas have like yeah, such yeah. a staple on them like that and it's, like, and it's not that i don't feel them i've had some traumatizing shit too yeah i wanted I've to ask you ass. like how has your past traumas and the shit you've gone through in life and the shit you've seen and shit that's happened to people around you affected and molded you like was there a period a dark period in your life did it shift you completely did you become a new person like yeah. how have you you know, uh, cope with the traumas throughout your life because you know this is something that everybody's going to experience. You know, you're a little older, so you can give your experiences and and your bits of wisdom that you've gotten from your life experiences. Yeah. But you know, people are going to have their friends die. People are going to have loved ones die. People are going to break up with people that they love. People are going to go through traumatic, you know, hurtful experiences. So, like, yeah, how have, how have you dealt with you know, some of your traumas throughout the years for for me it was very like um i had like the i had parents that were there but weren't there you know what i mean like i love my parents to death but i realized like at a young age growing up i had i've always noticed that i had this ability to just always try to assess every situation around me yeah you know what i mean to understand things so like growing up you know in the beginning, you don't know much. You're not really that aware. You go to school, you go home, you know, school, home, school, home, school, home. Your parents work, parents work, parents work. As I got older, and this is how everything started falling into place. Everything with the birthdays, everything like that that involved money and my parents working and realizing that they had to, like, you needed money to keep your bills going. That's how I ended up giving up a lot of shit, too. I said, forget Christmas, forget all this. This feels like a trick. You know what I mean? If we need to use this same money to pay bills and all this stuff, to keep our roof over our head and all that, but also to save money to try to give us gifts and shit like that. I realized at a very young age, I could have been maybe like 11, I was like, I'm good. I don't, I don't, I don't want these things no more because if I, if I sacrifice all that, this should make, you know, the home life maybe more better. You know what I mean? But either way, it was still weird because my parents came from Puerto Rico. So the life over there was very different than in America when they came here, but they thought in America it was going to be the same over there. So I lived a lot of my life alienated in my house, always in my room. You know what I mean? Like every time I wanted to go outside, I couldn't really go outside because my parents were at work or, you know, my grandmother who was watching us, she was like, she wasn't really like swift like that to be like paying attention to us. So I lived a long chunk of my childhood just alone. But in that time of being alone, it gave me mad time to think. And in that time growing up, I started watching, I started watching adults around me. Like I wasn't really paying attention to the kids no more because I felt like my childhood was over. You know what I mean? I didn't really have a childhood. And then like whatever times I did get to go outside, it was cool, but I was still mostly inside my house. You know what I mean? So that bothered me and depressed me. It just made me wonder why am I alive if I meant to just sit in a fucking room all day? What am I doing? How old were you? I was maybe like 11, 12. You know, maybe 10. That's when I started becoming aware. You know what I mean? Like, I started thinking in my life. I was like, why can't I 
Why can't I go to camp? Why can't I go to summer camp? Why can't I do what half of these kids are fucking doing? You know what I mean? I felt like maybe if I would have did what they did, maybe my life would be a little different now. Not the way that it is. Maybe I feel like I fit more with society. Maybe I'd feel like I'd... Because when I'm out there in the world with society, that's me trying to... Fit in type shit. Huh? Fit in type shit. Yeah, I'm trying to fit in and fight that depression that I have that just makes me... That tries to remind me, like, you're not Memphis. Why are you even trying? You know what I mean? So what helped me in my youth growing up when I stopped, no more birthdays, I stopped going anywhere that my parents went. I got tired of following and I got tired of being told where to go and what to do and what I was allowed to do. Yeah. I figured I was like, if I just don't associate myself with what you guys have to do, I could maybe live a little more freer for me and in my mind. I don't have to feel so shackled all the time because that's the only, that's the only times I got attention when it was to go with my parents over here or to somebody else's house. And hey, that was a bar. What? what you say for me and my mind, I don't gotta feel so shackled all the time. Yeah, yeah, I didn't have to feel like that. That's how I felt like I felt prisoned. And I knew that I, I was a kid, I knew that there was school, I knew that I knew that it wasn't serious like that, but I knew it was serious. Yeah, I was like, yo, I have no life. And it bothered me to the point where I, I gave up on all of it. Yeah. So by the time I made it to like 14, 13, I kind of just like I stopped caring. I don't give a fuck about hygiene. I don't give a fuck about brushing my teeth. I don't give a fuck Same. about school. I don't give a fuck about my size. I did not care about a single thing that involved human or living. Because in my mind, I was like, maybe I could just rot away and it'll make life easier for everybody else around. Because I felt like a burden. You know what I mean? I felt like in my generation, a lot of us, a lot of the parents that had kids felt like burdens to them. You know what I mean? Because we weren't living that life that we saw on TV. Yeah. Nothing about the TV life was like our life. You know what I mean? It's like, we have to figure out what I was going to eat every day because I got tired of eating the same rice every day. So and I that's like right after uh, Civil Rights America, the Civil Rights Movement, Vietnam War. So like, yeah, that generation, like we only like two, three, maybe four at the most, if you want to count like the little kids now, generations out of the Civil Rights Movement. So like, you know, when people like talk about racism, still in society, all this and that, like, yeah, a lot of the niggas are either just now dying or were little kids during the civil rights movement. Like, my dad is, uh, I think, well, he's like 53, about to turn 54. And uh, he was born in 69. He was born four, five years after the fucking Civil Rights Act got passed. So it's like, when I realize how close together all this shit really is, one, it makes more sense. Like, it, it kind of calms me down because I'm like, you know what? Maybe the world ain't that racist. This shit wasn't that long ago. Like, if you give it, like, 200 years, I don't think, like, I honestly believe, like, if Black people do what we need to do and stop, like, we we need a, a few people to, you know, keep their, their neck on this race issue, but we need to start building. And I think, like, at in time in like the next 200 years there's not even going to be no such thing as racism in life black people if we get our shit together we can be running this bitch so that's why like when i think about all of these new social movements of like all of these like marginalized groups and you know like i don't know how nobody feel i only know how i feel yeah i know how I so, feel too. And it's like i don't got i don't i don't i never felt i can't understand why I don't understand what it is that I'm supposed to be afraid of to hold back. 
You know what I'm saying? Like, I'll talk to people and they'll be like, you can't say this. You can't say that. Like, like, I don't know what to tell you, but this is how I experience and this is how I feel. I can't control your feelings or tell you how to feel something. That's exactly. it. Take it how you want to take it. You're going to take it how you're going to take it, regardless how I deliver it. So that, that's, that's a you problem that you have to figure out. You know what I mean? Like, you need to either see somebody you could trust and listen to to figure that shit out because that's another yeah. thing that's a problem with the my, world. My dad, he told me something. Um, he would always say this shit when I was younger. And, like, I, I didn't understand it at the time. And, like, this shit would piss me off. Like, and my dad, like, my parents, they was around, but, like, it was working type shit. Yeah. And my dad, he was, like, more my coach type shit. Like, it was my dad, but he treated me like a fucking player it was like a player coach relationship and um he would always tell me um you need to be a leader stop being a follower and i'm thinking like i'm in like fifth sixth grade i'm young i'm like nigga, i'm like bro he's he said he said this shit from literally the time i was like in second grade always up to that's, like that's, that's high crazy. school like he always would tell me he's like you you just a follower not a leader i'm like and in my head i'm be like my nigga like i'm the fucking captain on the team i'm a point guard like what you mean like i didn't understand I'm like what you mean i'm being a leader but like as i'm getting old i'm a, i'm following i'm being a follower but as i got older like i realized like what he meant like you know even the followers need somebody to lead them so you if anything i was just the first person at the front of the followers but i wasn't leading my own thought and like really like being my own person you know and I feel yeah, like that's yeah, what yeah. a lot of people are stuck in like even people with who who had these social movements like they think they're being a leader but you're really just following a fad a fad like you're just following something that's going to fade out because people only care about the next trend that's about to freaking pop off so Whatever it is, you're yeah. not being a leader you're just following something and, and you're confused like People need to be free thinkers and, and lead and lead themselves and stop following others. Right. Like, it's like, yo, that's that's weird. Just like that's like another thing. Like, just because the majority seems to rock with this doesn't mean it's right. Bro, I literally got in an argument with this girl. I think it was my sophomore year in high school. So either sophomore or junior year. We got in a big argument because um it was when like Trump was still in office and shit. And this is like before I was like kind of like Trump at all. I just like I remembered when we were when Obama was in office, we was about to go have World War Three with North Korea. They were yeah. talking about. And then I was like, dang, wait, we still haven't like fought North Korea yet. And then like I did some research. I'm like, damn, this nigga Trump calmed the tension down with them. I'm like, well, he, he can't be that bad. And we got in this whole argument because. It was like majority of people says this, yeah, he's this, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, well, I'm looking at this and like it's saying that it's like that's not true. I'm like, it doesn't matter what majority of people say because majority of the time, if majority of people think something, it's probably fucking wrong. And I was like, look at slavery. That shit was only legal because majority of people thought it should be legal. Right. Them niggas was wrong. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, like, right. It's like fuck. Like I'm like, bro, I'm not gonna like follow a nigga because you think that you're on the right side like I would rather be on the losing side and know I chose to think with my mind and be on the yeah, right side than yeah. and like, just follow a, the nigga it's like I'm not a black sheep I'm the same white sheep like the other white sheep I just chose to go this way no I'm a black sheep I mean like like the way they call like a black sheep the outcast 
I nah, I think we. Like, I just think I'm starting to think because I used to think like, man, why don't you, why don't y'all niggas just like kind of get like me or like you can do it too. Like I'm not the only nigga that can do this shit. But I'm starting to think maybe like I am just a different breed. Like I grew up on Kobe, uh, fucking hard military discipline, and and basketball. Like I I was molded to be somewhat of a different breed. I realized like. A lot of people, parents, like my mom, parents didn't even make her play sports. Yeah. Like a lot of people didn't even, wasn't even forced to do nothing outside of PE. I'm like, I was like literally bred to be this type of person. So maybe I am that black sheep. Maybe I'm different. Cause I look at people like I go to the gym. When I go to the gym, I'll go to the gym for like two, two and a half hours. And like the, when I try to go with people, they like, damn, you you trying to do another? And I'm like, nigga, what the fuck? The fuck else we doing? I used to do this shit, go to school, motherfucking uh uh have basketball practice and then do it again every single day. I'm like, why why as a kid, I'm like, why are we being so weak? Why why are you holding yourself back so much? And you know, I feel like a lot of people just get trapped in their own mind a lot of the time, and you know. They, they look to others and others say they can't do something because they don't believe in themselves. Yeah. And then they just hear everybody else saying they can't do something. And they're like, dang, well, if he can't do it, then I probably can't do it. And it's that whole cycle. And it's like, I'm starting to realize that impossible, it really is just impossible. Nobody believes in it. Because yeah. it's like everything that people say you can't do, all these records that are being broke, you know, all these new NBA players that are looking like the next goes. It's like, we're still early on in what this society is, like how we've been functioning like this. So I really think like this, our generation, my generation, the generation after me is the generation for I impossible to be impossible to become impossible. Like I plan to, to do great things. Like, just simple as that you know I don't even yeah. gotta expunge on it but you know I think I was in class one day right and I was like basically like you know I want to be a billionaire type shit this girl looked at me just shot my shit straight down she was like you will never be a billionaire yada, yada. I'm so like how do you do that that's what so I'm saying she was like that? this game's rigged yada, yada. I'm like I'm like okay she was like maybe you can make a couple millions I'm like all right if I can make a couple of millions, hypothetically, I can make that couple of millions into a couple of hundred millions. And hypothetically, I can make that couple of hundred millions into a couple into a billion. So why why I couldn't be a billionaire? In why are mind, you why are you putting yeah, that on me? If I can do it in my mind, if I see it happening in my mind, I can achieve it. Simple as that. Yeah, yeah. It's like I can you can't, you can't. You're not gonna put me in a box. Yeah, you're not a barrier. Bar the barrier that you're trying to create is not real. And that's what I think a lot of people don't realize. I think a lot of people let these invisible barriers hold them back. Yeah. And they don't realize if you just put your hand out for it, you realize there ain't nothing there. Nothing. It's just your path and walk that shit. Literally. Just walk that shit. I used to go, I, I, I would like, have never done a lot of the things I do with my music, with being more funny out loud in front of more people. You know what I mean? Like I've gotten so comfortable because of the more and more you have the passion and the more and more you believe in yourself, the more and more you stop giving a shit yeah, about everybody real, else. Bro. It gets to the point where I'm not even trying to entertain you guys no more. I just like being me. And if it happens to entertain you, cool. If it don't, cool. 
You know what I mean? And I realized that that mentality is going to keep me moving forward and forward yeah. and forward. And it's not going to make me double guess or hesitate. It's like opportunity that might come my way. A lot of the time people, you know, are operating off of their past mistakes, what they did in the past and how other people like see the world and what they do. So like people need to like, I, I say this in so many pods and I say it a lot because like, it's like, the most simplest thing I can say that's like the most life-changing thing I feel like people need to realize that reality exists in your head whatever you think is going to be how you see the world so if you think that you're a victim the world is going to present itself as a fucking predator to you especially if you, if you act like a victim yeah, yeah. I mean not you're if you think like you're not even if you try to, if you, if you don't, if let's say you're not acting like a victim, it's right. worse if you're acting like a victim, but <laughs> let's say you genuinely just think the world is out to get you. Everything that happens to you, you're going to think it's the world coming to get you. No matter like, no matter if it's just coincidence, you put yourself in a back, um, in a bad position, whatever the case may be. Like people really need to realize that reality exists in your mind. So whatever you think you can do, you can do. Whatever you think you feel, that is how you you are going to feel. Like, you know, people think themselves into depression. I'm not saying that like depression stuff's not a real thing. I was depressed, but I thought myself into a deeper depression when I was sad because I was so closed off from the world. I was just chilling and just thinking. And like, you know, your mind is where it's so chaotic and that should tell you like everything else out here doesn't fucking matter if you can get control of your mind and realize that reality only exists there and this 3d world is just a place that we all meeting up to interact you can create control your reality like i was hooping the other day and you know in the past i would always like at the end um make some dumbass mistakes to just lose the game but in my mind i was like you know what I'm gonna fucking change my reality on this one and I'm gonna just put this dude away. Like, I'm not gonna let him inch back or like I would let, let it be close and like beat him real close at the end. I'm like, I'm gonna just put him away. Yeah. And it was against uh, Chris from the job. <laughs> Bro, we played seven games. I don't think he scored at, at all. He might not, I don't think he scored in the first five for sure. Like, I was just fucking, and I was looking at him, I was like, on some straight mama shit in the eyes. I was like, yep putting you away like and I, I made that my reality and I feel like um I know a lot of dudes feel that with girls right like you feel like there's this girl that's so out of your league you can't talk to her you can't even touch her type shit she's untouchable stop putting pussy on a pedestal please all niggas yeah. but once you like talk to her once you get her once you like do whatever you want to do with her you realize like, this is just a person. Like your reality has shifted. She has went from this goddess to this person. So realize that whatever you are feeling about the world or however you're perceiving it, it's because you are thinking it and creating it in your own mind because that's where your reality exists. Yeah. Nice you know they meet that girl and they realize. Like she not even that bad. Yeah, I had that problem growing up myself. I call Bro, it I do the, that all the time. I called it the, the, the duck syndrome. And for those who don't know what that is, it's like a it's a cartoon I used to watch growing up called Doug. And in the in the cartoon, whenever he um whenever he was about to get involved in a situation with a friend of his, or whenever he was invited somewhere in his head, 
he would overthink every situation and every situation would, would end up bad for him. Like if they told him, oh, come to the pool, he would think, oh my God, I got to go to the pool. I got to take my shirt off. What if the whole world thinks I'm fat? And in his mind, it will show like this clip where he's like taking his shirt off at the pool and he's like really, really fat and he's like smothering everybody. But then like when he snaps out of that and decides to go to the pool with his friends, he realizes like I'm, I'm doing all this for nothing. And I realized, I was like, damn, I, I have the same thing. So I started calling it the Doug syndrome, but I started changing it. I started realizing as I got older, I was like, bro, I can do whatever I want, however I want, whenever I want. And as long as I feel good and I know I'm not doing anything wrong or bad or illegal, Exactly. That's what that's like. I, I just had that shit over the summer. I'm like, all right, no, nah, yeah, that's cool. I just don't want to like you grinding me for it. But um I, I had that realization like during the summer. Um, because I was like, it was like my first time really doing whatever I wanted to do. And like, if y'all watch my vlogs, you can hear me talking about it a little bit. Oh, like some healthy shit. Yeah, like, like, just it's really like, bro. Um, Frank Ocean said this. Um, he was like, you know, just doing what you feel like is right is so important. And I'm like, bro, like, and it was like I was just like, you know, just went to the beach, went to New York and shit. I'm like, damn, like, I I realized that there's no barriers. Like, I don't know why I always felt like I couldn't do this or I couldn't do whatever I want because I'm like. I'm not doing nothing illegal. I'm not hurting nobody. I'm just doing what I want to do. And if somebody don't like it, that's cool. Sorry for you, but yeah. I'm like, I can do it. And that that was like the biggest, like, you know, and, and it's crazy, like the, in life, you know, if y'all are younger in high school or, or you know, maybe middle school, or maybe you just haven't gone through this yet. Yeah. In life, like, the most profound things are often like the most cliche or simplest things. And you just finally eclipse and you yeah. realize like why this is a cliche, why this is so true. And it's because like, like what I just said, like doing what you feel is right is so important. That seems like so fucking common sense. Like, duh, you should feel like you should do what you think is yeah. right. But so many people don't do it. Like so many people know information, but don't apply it to their own lives. I think that all starts from like, I think all that shit starts from when you're a kid because the last generation that was doing it before you're about to be there, I feel like a lot of them have not reached where they wanted to reach or failed and they passed that type of shit to the kids, to the kids of that generation. I was like, you guys ain't gonna make it here. You guys ain't gonna do this. You guys can't make it over there. People like you don't make it over here. People like you don't do this. Yeah. And it's like, they a lot, like you said, a lot of us stay stuck in that. We, see, we pretend that barrier is real. You start doing shit that you don't care about doing as long as you realize that it's not illegal or anything wrong. You start realizing that that was all bullshit. I can't all do, bullshit. Do. It's like you couldn't reach that. And that, that's all right. I get it, but that's not my life. And for the longest time, you have made me believe that I had this fucking barrier around me. When it's fake. Yeah, that's why I say when you break out of that and you realize that that barrier is bullshit and you can do whatever you want, that, that I specifically said that should feel so healthy in your mind because you realize that. You can you'll be see, whoever you want to yeah, be. You see people around you panicking and, and, and be like, oh my God, I can't get this done. I can't do this. And in your mind, you you learn to humble yourself and realize that that barrier ain't there. So you're not tripping like they used to trip. And you can, and when you see that from another perspective and you're the calm person now. Bro, literally, like people always yeah. tell me like, I can't do YouTube or I can't start a pot. I'm like, Why? nigga, you just got to do that shit. Like, what are you talking about? You're like, going to talk to other humans. We're all on the same time. Bro, I'm Why just like, you crazy? have a phone. You have like you probably do it. You can do this shit. Bro, that's what like the people who like be asking me, like, how do I start? I'm like, yo, like you literally have 
you have a vlog on your Snapchat story already. Almost every like all you gotta like all you have to do is now think a little bit, put the video together. I'm not gonna edit the video for you. Like, nigga, there's not much more for else for me to tell you. Like, you have the formula, you know what to do. You just feel like you need somebody to tell you. That's That's like the thing with a lot of people. People realize that that in itself. You're, you're, you want me. You don't realize that me doing that to you is a disrespect to you. you know like, what, why, what makes me so believe, special? Yeah, especially when I know and believe that you can achieve this too, but you somehow want me to do it for you. Don't you feel like that's like in some level degree, the cosmos of the world saying that I'm stronger and you're weaker. Well, that's not true. You could achieve the same thing I can achieve. Bro, I thought that, like, I came to that realization with, um, mixing and uh mastering my vocals because i was like i realized i'm like i have all the instruments i need i have a scarlet i have a mic i have logic i have a a fucking cloud lifter for my microphone so i'm like i have everything i need so like what's my excuse for not getting these songs out because i don't have a producer i have youtube university i can learn it so i'm like if i keep trying to use that excuse like it just means I wasn't that good. Like I wasn't as good as the next nigga. So I'm like, I can like you can learn anything. Yeah, yeah. I was like, don't stop. You can learn good. anything. Even if you realize things like that, like I'm not that good at it. It's like that don't mean you still can't learn and get better. You know what I mean? Like, don't there's no reason to quit a lot of things that people are trying to get involved in, especially if it's something you have passion in. Well, what what's your advice to like people who have like passions and things they just not good at? Yo, you got I, the same thing I tell to all my friends when they start like spitting rhymes and freestyle i tell everybody the same everybody got potential you know what i mean and in the what beginning, if they just started, trash though in the beginning yeah when I, when I first started doing music when i first started doing things this shit was ass this shit was trash my first rhymes i wrote was just saying the f word a bunch of times you know what i mean and in those moments i believed you know i'm like damn bro you're not meant for this you're not meant to write you know what i mean and i realized if you keep doing it and if you, the passion is what made me keep going. Yeah. Cause I would put the pen down, but because the passion was still inside me when I would listen to another lyric or something, I'd go right back to the room exactly. and be like, ah, oh, I gotta do it. I gotta do it. So if you have the burning passion, my biggest advice to you is it don't matter how shitty you are right now. It don't matter how many people like you, your stuff or don't like your stuff. If you have the passion, keep doing it because the only thing that happens if you keep going and don't, you just have no choice, but to get better. It's going to happen, especially if you have that passion, especially if you sit down and you study, you know, whatever artist you study when you want to be a painter, whatever, you know, artist you're starting, you're, you're listening to in music when you want to study the, the, the formula of how to create lyrics and rhymes and, and put them in a song format or whatever. Trust me, it's there. I don't think a lot of people realize that you've already had it and you've already been doing it. But like I said, the world has a funny ass way of opening up their mouths and making a lot of people feel like they can't move forward. You know what I mean? And my biggest advice is that's not true. None of that is true. That barrier is bullshit. If you stand up today and say, you could be in sixth grade and stand up with a pencil and say, I am a rapper. You are. Just because you don't have a fucking record label, just because you don't have a record out there, that does not mean shit. You are who you are. That passion, keep that passion and don't stop writing them lyrics. Don't stop making that beat. Don't stop doing shit. You're going to get better. You can't please everybody. You're going to have people who don't like your shit, period. And you're going to have people who love your shit, period. But at the end of the day, always remember that you did it for yourself. You did it because of the, the passion and the love you had for that craft. Exactly. And if you have that, nothing can stop you. Like, like people, like, there's people out there that think Beyonce ugly. Like, 
And I just say that, that it, I, well, I mean, me personally, I think Beyonce is like gorgeous. I don't think she's like the baddest female on the planet, well, like some people do. But, yeah. but my point is saying that it's like you, it is impossible to get everybody to like you. Jesus like, yeah. literally had niggas kill him. Bro, yes. So, like, what yes. makes you think you're better than Jesus? No, like, fuck it, fuck it. Like, like, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's impossible for everybody to like you. Even if you're a king, bro, niggas are going to hate you. But if you let so, your actions speak louder than your words always. Or if you just follow your own life, if yes. you just do what you feel like is right, it won't matter because, like, are you know, people are going to not like you anyways. I might as well do what the fuck yeah, I want to yeah. do and not get liked. And then the bonus out of that is the people who do fall in love with you, the people who do become your best fans, those people, believe it or not, defend you. And they actually like you. Yeah, they actually You're like not you. acting so, like a nigga yeah, that so, you feel like you have to act like for to every, for, get every friends. Negative, for every negative shitty comment that you read, trust me, if you keep going further, you're going to have a shitload of other people that are attacking that dude too. It, it all balances itself. You know what I mean? What made you um, start making music? In the beginning... It was an obsession of trying to figure out how somebody made the sounds that I was hearing in the fucking thing. They were so catchy as a kid. Music was always around me. So when I would hear that drum, bah, that snare, bah, that maraca, sh -sh -sh, whatever I would hear, I'd be like, yo. And then when they put it in a rhythmic form, that mind blew. That was mind blowing to me. Then maybe when I got to the fifth grade, like Tupac, Biggie, Big L, all these cats was around me, LL Cool J, but I never like listened to them. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because I was I was a kid. I was always in somebody's car or I was in somebody's house sleeping over it, you know, hanging out with my cousins, and they had that stuff on. So it was always cool, liked it. I just never paid attention to it like that, never listened to it to really know what was going on. I just knew that it moved me if it was on. So when I start, when I got to the fifth grade, a whole swarm of fifth graders came up to me and started talking to me about MTV and VH1 and all this, and I had no fucking idea what they were saying. So I immediately ran home after school and started checking up on that. You know what I mean? And I, was, I saw MTV, you know, top 10, you know, music videos, you know, the, all the boy bands, all the rappers, all this stuff. I started seeing what they was into, what was going on. And in the, the meantime of watching that, I started connecting in the houses that I was in, the music that they were listening to. I was like, oh, it's, 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 it's here too. You know what I mean? So when I moved into that house, my, my cousin left a boombox. And um, it was a boombox, right? I had like two cassette decks you put in. And it was the first time I ever like went to touch it, right? And my dad came down, he was like, don't touch that. He went upstairs and I was like, I still had the urge to touch it, right? So I waited a little later in the night and that urge was still there. I was like, yo, I wanna go check it out. So I go to the boom box and there's a tape in it. And the tape said, uh, it said Slick Rick's Greatest Adventures. And in my mind as a kid, I thought it was like an audio book because we had that in the schools. I was like, oh, it's like a story, you know, like an adventure. I was like, I'm about to put this on and just listen to this dude's Rick's adventure. And, <laughs> you know what I mean? And I'm like, this is the dope story. I'm like, I got a book on cassette. I didn't know it was hip hop. So I put, I pushed the tape in and I didn't know that the volume was all the way up too. So I put the volume up and pushed play on the tape and mad loud, all you heard was like, I saw the mailman's dick way in your wife's throat. And I fucking pushed stop and I was like, oh shit. My dad's about to come out and beat the fuck out of me right now, right? I never heard no shit like that in my life. <laughs> you know what I mean? But I was mad into it. I was like, yo, what is this? So when I was listening to that Slick Rick tape and the way he was saying words that somehow just kept rhyming at the end of the line and he was still following a story that he was saying and the beat in the background, that whole combination of me listening to that just had me obsessed with wanting to do it. You know what I mean? It's like, I wish I had something in my house right now that can like fucking make me do what he's doing right now. So I spent a lot of my childhood like finding whatever microphones that I found or whatever devices that I found that could record shit. And I would like 
I would record something off of a TV show or a beat that I liked, you know what I mean? And I would try to like, like maybe say my own lines on that shit or sing on it just to see if my, my voice could attach to shit like that. Or maybe I could just take my voice and all, all of it just came as a kid. And I just, I've always had this obsession of just wanting to figure out how you, I had this obsession of how you make a beat. And a lot of people would be like sampling and I didn't know what that was. And when they would explain to me sampling, it was like, that's not what I'm looking for. How do you make the sound that they're making? You know what I mean? And then as I, as I got older and I started hearing stuff like uh, Logics and, and all these beat things and, you know, drum kits and shit like that and guitars and I always wanted the guitar, but I wanted to do whatever it is the music man and the tape was doing to make these beats, you know, constant. I want, that was my specific goal. How the hell do I put myself in a position with whatever equipment or stuff that I need to keep making beats? And then um, as I got older, I went to a school and um, I failed the ninth grade like three times. I just couldn't get past high school. So I went to a program that you were able to achieve your GED or high school and um, or trade. And in that school, there was a computer that had this shit called uh, Fruity Loops. And some dude was trying to mess with it. And for some reason, as I looked at it, I had I like knew I was like, this is where you make beats because he was like touching shit. And um, I fucking went to touch what he was touching. And I realized, you know, kick and snare. And I realized what that was. And at that moment, I locked it in my mind. I graduated from that place. I went home. I think I was like maybe 17 at the time when it happened. And I got a laptop from my mom in the studio so I could start making beats. But what I had at the times of like PlayStation 2 and Xbox, there was these um, there was these games that came out like uh, Funk Master Flex music generators. It was like part one, two, and three. There was some other stuff called BJ Club World. And... Um, some other game I had that was called Frequency. And these games basically were like, I don't know if you want to call them tutorials or what, but they were ways for you to make beats. But the, but the way they had it is, it was a bunch of beats already made, like a bunch of drum kits already made, a bunch of snares already made, a bunch of melodies already made. And you just placed them in the way that you thought they sounded dope. But in those games, I found out that if you can like, if you could, um, you could like cut, so you can cut from backwards or you can cut from forwards or you could like start to cut from the middle and whatever sound you chose to cut, you can like create your own. So it was like what they were explaining to me with the sampling thing. So I was like, all right, I liked it because I was still able to find a way to like make my own drum loops instead of what they gave me. So I felt like, all right, I'm, I'm getting there, I'm getting there. But when I finally made it to like 17, 18 and I got that final laptop and my cousin came over and we got the, the Fruity Loop studio and set up and I started making the beats and the melodies and all the inspiration that I've gotten from the movies and the games and everything that I've ever seen in my life growing up through music with my parents' house and my cousin's house, being in that position to finally do it, I just realized, and you know, I also listened to a lot of, uh, in the beginning when you're a kid, you don't know a lot of artists or, or beat makers, but as you get older, you start realizing, you know, Timbaland, Dr. Dre, start seeing all these legends, yeah. you know what I mean? So when West Coast music came out for me as a kid, there was something about that beat, that beat process of like West Coast music, you know what I mean? Like, and I was really into it. So Dr. Dre was like immediately like this dude that I was like following a lot beat wise. And I would listen to the shit out of how he would make a drum kick or I would listen to how he would make a snare. I would listen to what sound he was using in there to fit whatever style of the beat he was, or to fit whatever artist that was rapping on it. And I know I guess little by little, once I got that laptop, I just, I realized that I was, uh, I wasn't the type of beat maker that was just going to make hip hop beats. I realized I like making instrumentals. 
didn't matter cool. what it was. It don't matter if you wanted to sing an instrumental to a birthday party. It didn't matter if you wanted to rap an instrumental. It didn't matter if you wanted to have an intense fight with your friend and record it, but you wanted to have a dope soundtrack in the background. I realized I, I do all of that. I want all of that. I do all of it. I couldn't focus on one thing. You the sample maker. Hmm? Like, there's like, there's like two, they, they say there's like two types of like producers. Well, I like three. From scratch. There's like three types of producers type shit. There's like people who make instrumentals, people who cut up samples. And there's people who make the samples for people to cut up. Like people, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's like, I'm not at the third yet. That's like the the top level of producing. Like bro, I guess sample cutting up samples is like that's what I'm it could be the about. first or second. That passion, like the fact that I had that uncontrollable passion, it it even if I wanted to stop, it wasn't gonna happen because my, allow mind, you to. my mind was killing itself with this obsession of the music. Music fucked me up. It, it sucked me into the vortex that it had, and that's it. And it was my escape. It was my escape from everything in the world. You know what I mean? So when I realized I found this escape, now I got to put myself in the position where I can create my escapes. You know what I mean? I found my escape. Yeah, yeah, now yeah. So I got to create. <laughs> so when I started making beats, you know, whether I felt happy, whether I felt sad, whether I felt shitty, whether I felt goofy, that's how the beat would come out. I never really had a plan on how I wanted my beat to come out. Exactly. Like I could tell you right now how I want my beat to go, but when we go to do it, it will not be that. No, I'm I'm the same way with my music creation. Um, you know, stages. You know, I was showing you some of my songs yesterday, yeah. and like I think my debut album is going to be like the coldest shit I probably ever am able to put out because oh, I was in such a dark place when I was creating the songs, mm -hmm. and even like the instrumental beats that I'm gonna have on the album and stuff, and like now that I'm like. No, I'm not saying place anymore. Like, like I can still say cold shit, you know, make fire bars, but the energy, you know, and, and the passion in those songs and those lyrics, even though they might not be the hardest bars I ever write or the coldest shit, but you know, just the complication of all of it, accumulation of all of it, it makes it like such beautiful art, you know, because it was like raw how I was really feeling yeah. at that time. And it was the, the feeling was so dark and it was like such a dark feeling. So like, you know, now like I can be like good and make some like shit when I'm, I'm on my motherfucking Marcus Garvey shit or my Malcolm X shit, I can make some, some, you know, shit to speak to the masses, to speak to my, to speak to the fucking, the, uh, the army, but, you know, I can't ever tap into that, you know, dark, lonely, you know, is he going to make it place again? You know what I'm saying? And, and I think, like, that place um, really was, like, the turning point for, you know, my life. And, and y'all are going to see it. And y'all, the ones who are here right now, listening right now, have been here. Like, y'all have been watching and y'all haven't noticed it yet. But in a few years, like, when all this shit becomes evident and clear and, like, people look back, y'all are going to see it and be like, wow, he was going through all this shit during this time, still pushing through. And this is when he created this fucking number one Billboard album. So, <laughs> you know, like, uh, I think, like, 
staying true to yourself, like like we've been saying, is so important. Yeah. Like, it's a, it's that's a, what music really is. The music is, you know, words, you can't really fully express how you feel or what you say, but music is like the closest thing to expressing that frequency of how you really feel yeah. inside. Yeah, the right words with the beat and all that, yeah. And it's funny you said it because that, that's um, what you were saying before that. Like, I struggled with that shit through a lot. Like, like that shit caused a lot of heavy-ass depression until I started realizing being myself, even though I'm still depressed all the time, my depression and my anger, I'm a very angry person. It may not seem like it, but a lot of my anger and a lot of my depression come from the world I'm in. There's a lot of things that go on in the world that bother me that like, like I see people starving, right? It's like, how do we have the, the intelligence as a human race to know how to grow food, to be able to know how to probably grow enough food for everybody to eat? Not only that, to have fucking laptops and you know computers and planes the and problem, shit. The problem is a lot of shit. Like, if you guys would learn. Niggas say there's not enough money. Why? What does that mean? <laughs> what does that mean? There's not enough money to feed everybody. Like, what bothers me that the problem with me as a human being is I think I don't know I think very literal like I can't I can't just like you could tell me something and I'm going to take it as you said it. so when you say shit to me like we don't have enough money in my mind maybe you see me as stupid but it's like dude but you're the human beings didn't human beings make money that's what I'm saying like, so how can you tell me you ran out of the only way you're going to run out of money is if all humans are dead because nobody's going to be there to make it no more so right there I feel like you're I'm just like what I what is money going to do? That's like when people like they got mad at Elon Musk for buying Twitter and shit. It was like he could have fucking ended uh poverty. I'm like, nigga, how can I think if and Elon even he said this on Twitter? He was like, if bro, he was like on Twitter, he was like, if y'all can show me, I, I think he said this. I don't want to, you know, give them this if he didn't, but he was like, if y'all can show me like how y'all can use this money that it will actually end poverty. I will, I will give it to you, but like, how the fuck is throwing $44 billion yeah. at poverty going to end that? Like, how is poverty a financial issue? That's another thing with the world. How do, people, people don't explain how they figure. You know what I mean? They'll just stand up and be like, that's not supposed to be this, or you can't do that, or if you do this, it's going to be that. It's like, all right, now you got to explain to me the mathematics of how you got to that answer. Bro, exactly. If you can't... Like, how you know the amount of money it's going to take to impart? Yeah, because I'll be real with you. I'll be, I'll be a few... I'm, I'm, not, I'm not into pride or anything like that. I'm more grateful than prideful, but I, I'm very grateful to be able to stand in front of the whole human race with a smile on my face and let them know, bro, I'm very happy to tell you that I don't know everything, that I don't know all the answers. So when you talk to me, you have to do a lot of explaining because I'm not into the Facebook world, Twitter world, the social media world. But you know, know you know who else was like that? Aristotle. And you know, they said, well, this is what this nigga said, but mm -hmm. he's they said that Aristotle was the I hope it's Aristotle, not another philosopher, but I'm pretty sure it's Aristotle. He was the um fucking wisest man because he was the wisest man in all the lands. And he was like, I don't know anything. And so he either figured, he was like, I'm either the wisest man because, like, everybody is the same, like, has the same potential for knowledge. So, like, we're just all the wisest people. Like, nobody's smarter than the next. Yeah. Or I'm the wisest man because I know that I don't know anything. And everybody else thinks they know something. But since I know I don't know anything, 
that makes me the wisest. Um, and yep. that's that's how I feel about I how I look at life, bro. It's yeah. I'm either like, look, I think, I I think anything I can do, y'all can do. Whether it's music, I, I fucking think the way I do, whatever. But then I'm like, you know what? I know I don't know shit. A lot of people think they know a lot of yeah, shit. And so I, love, I'm like, I love saying you know, that out loud because I've said it around people that look at me and be like, nah, you're lying. Why would I lie about not knowing everything? Bro, I say some like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know it. I'll be saying some profound, like, real, like, quote unquote, um, woke shit in class and shit. And everybody will be like, speechless type shit. And then at the end, I'll be like, but I don't know shit. Do whatever the fuck y'all want. Like, because I'm like, you know, I'm just a nigga with an opinion, bro. Do I'm whatever tired. the fuck you think is right. Being 34 years old, I'm tired of always witnessing debates or even getting into debates myself with people. I'm tired of arguing with oracles. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like I, I live in a world now full of oracles where everybody just seems to have the right answer all the time. And it's like, I look at those people with what I say. I don't know how y'all got that skill because I don't have that skill. But y'all know everybody. <laughs> yeah, I was like, damn. I wish I fucking knew what that was like because I don't know half the shit. I know as much as I know if I decide to like, if it, if it hit me hard enough to be interested to figure out what the hell's going on here, I will do as much studying as I can to understand as much as I can. Once I reach to a point where I just don't understand what you guys understand, how you guys understand it or whatever, that's where it stays at. Sorry. So when we have the debate or talking and I tell you, dude, I, I don't know nothing about that. Don't look at me because I live on the same planet you live in and the generation you live in that I'm also no, on the same page as you. I'm not. I'm not embarrassed. I'm not scared to say it. It's just I'm not. I used to be that kid that never raised his hand in class when I didn't understand shit. I changed that shit. Now, when I don't really know something, understand it, I'll tell you to your face, dude, I don't know what this is. Now you have to, people get tight. You shouldn't be tight. You're now put in a position where you could try to teach me something. They be like, oh, you know, I'll be like, nigga, I don't know. My bad. Damn. <laughs> Fuck. I, I got to know everything. Yeah, it's like, like I, I, not, I, don't I don't know. I don't know. I don't want to give an opinion on this. I don't fucking know. Yeah, I, I don't fucking know. It, I can't put my two cents on it. Sorry. No matter how much I'm not gonna look stupid, like yeah, yeah, yeah. You're not gonna bring out some other information, be like, ah, yo, dumbass, I got you, nigga. I said I didn't know. Either that, or they'll look at you and be like, nah, you're lying. You know, you just don't want to say it's like, damn, bro, really, like. Yeah. (laughs) Thank you for for thinking. But a lot of people are like that, though. Yes, like a lot of people just don't be like wanting to say (laughs) it. But even still, like, but it's all no. Let people rock. It's cool because as the conversation proceeds with me and those people, they'll slowly start realizing, like, wow, you really aren't what we're on right now it's like nah i'm i stopped watching cable in the 90s i left my money in the 90s like a lot of things that like i changed when i was like 14 13 so cable and all that i stopped watching i stopped giving a shit i just i just focused on the things i like to focus on and what i like to focus on was joking around and making people laugh and making music you know what i mean and i also knew that music was very powerful and if that shit was very therapeutic for me you know what i mean i know it's therapeutic for a lot of people and i know if i if I keep doing it and keep making it, maybe there'll be a lot of other people out there that are, you know, maybe feeling like how I'm feeling or as depressed as I am that, you know, maybe, maybe the music that I make that's keeping me cool and calm can also keep them cool and calm. You know what I mean? No, facts. And, you know, that's the biggest thing. It's like what it's doing for you and how it's helping yourself. Because if you can create some shit that you really like, that you think is dope. And if you want to share it with the world, you put it out in the world. And people really fuck with that. They really fuck with you, you know? And that's like the deepest thing. That's like 
for me when like my big like I like I hope niggas like my songs now and shit like I guess but I really hope niggas like your mom. At the same time, I don't care. Like I don't care because once that shit's how it's like, damn, like all like I can really like put that chapter in my life to rest because right now I got like a lot of barriers up and like I feel like I gotta act like one person in order to not acknowledge all the things I've been through in order to keep going forward. And I feel like that's a lot of things like that's why people say black people need to go to therapy. But um so I, yeah, everybody needs to go to therapy. That's what I'm saying. Fuck therapy. Just talk to your friends. That's a good ass job. Be honest with your friends. It's like how y'all know so much about all y'all do is ignore each other every day in the world. And the only time I interact with each other is on the computer. Yeah. a lot of things don't make sense on this planet. And I really hope that there's a point in life where the where the where this generation starts realizing, like, bro, a lot of it, we created a lot of shit that just don't make sense. And I feel like a lot of it came out of spite. Like a, a lot, lot of, of kids, these, these lot shit of kids, out like, it's like a lot of kids rebelled, but y'all rebelled not the right way. You know what I mean? Like, I get what it's like to be a kid and to grow up in a world where you don't get no power and then to be put in a position. All pride is is spite. You know what I mean? Yeah. If you think about it, all pride is is spite. And that's why, that's another thing I argue about people. It's like, people look at me, it's like, oh, you're not proud of anything. It's like, no. It's like, as I've grown I've in my life. Shit. It's like, if I've, as not, it's not even this. As I've grown in my life, pride has never been presented to me in a good way. It's always been in a bad way. Like pride gets you fucked up. You know what I mean? That's why when J. Cole came out with that song, I was like, damn, I'm pride is the devil. You no, know, I thought I was the only fucking person who was feeling like this. When he said that one line where it was like, can you imagine? I don't know how he said it, but he was like, Imagine what it feels like for me when people say that they, imagine how I'm feeling when I hear people say that they're proud of me. And I was like, damn, bro. I was like, bro, I thought I was the only fucking one. That's bro, when I started real. realizing I grew and I was like, you know what? I'm not prideful anymore. I don't think I'm proud of anything. I'm very, very grateful. Very grateful for my kids. I'm very grateful that God chose me to, to step on this planet. Very grateful that I have a job. Very grateful that I can provide, you know, for my family and my friends, not just with money, but with personality and, and the charm I got and all that. I'm very grateful to be the human that I am after growing for so many years, hating who I was. You know what I mean? Hating that I existed, yeah. hating that I did, the way that I looked. Why do, why do I have to look this way? Why does my name have to be this name? I felt nothing cool. I felt like the whole world was cooler than me. I felt like the whole world was just better than me. I felt like the whole world was just, bro, I, it's hard to look in the mirror. I avoid mirrors, bro. You know what I mean? Like, that's why I don't understand how we live in a world where people are so obsessed with fucking looking at themselves on the picture all the time and taking pictures. And it's like, damn. Bro, yeah, like, we do live in a crazy-ass yeah, time. Yeah, like, Especially, like, for kids just growing up, you know, like, I, I, I was, I feel like I'm the last generation or like the first hybrid generation of, I was the generation that was the bridge between, you know, the old life and the new life before the internet and with the internet. I didn't necessarily grow up with the internet as my like little brother is now, my little brothers, but, you know, it was around when I was in high school and like has had like Instagrams in middle school and shit, but it like really started becoming a big thing in high school. Yeah. So like I still have them younger that like really your childhood to me is like from like six to like fucking like 12. Like that's really your Pretty childhood. Much, yeah, yeah. So like really those age, like <laughs> up until middle school, we was just all it was all like 
<laughs> talking to people and like realizing that I don't know. I had like a real different life growing up. You did. But you know what it is also, I also want to say to this generation, basically mostly, because I know there's probably a lot of people listening from all different types of generations. But to this generation mostly, I just want to say like, I don't feel like there's no hope. Like I have a lot of hope for them. Oh. I have a lot of hope for this generation because yeah, same. this generation has a lot of intelligence in it. This generation has a lot of intelligence. Like when I was a kid, we weren't as smart as the way it is now. You know what I'm saying? Kids back then, in my time, were not watching the news. We were not talking Don't about, watch we, the we're news. Not talking about Don't watch the political news. stuff. None of that stuff. I grow up now, I'm 34. I see all these young kids nowadays. Everybody's involved. Everybody's smart. You can't bullshit people. You know what I mean? And I like that part. I just, I just wish this generation would realize that you guys have a lot of good power. And you guys should start realizing that you guys have it. And we should just stop listening to old niggas. Yeah, just, just you guys know what the problems are. And just focus on that. Stop worrying about whatever color human you're looking at with a problem. Stop worrying about who's pregnant, who's not. Stop worrying about Shit. who fucking likes each other, who, who doesn't like each other. Stop worrying about who's getting married. Just, just focus on the problems. For that real. We're all, that we're all having together. This, we're all in the same fucking boat. Word. It don't matter. You know what I mean? It's like, and all we got to figure out is who's going to keep making sure Leader that the boat don't fucking leak. Because if the boat leak, we all die together. Everybody go together. Homos, fat people, straight people, everybody go together. So, you know what I mean? It's just, I don't think it, it just makes sense to keep uh, focusing on like, um, it's like, you know, what do you think about fat people? What do you think about skinny people? What do you think about, you know, actors should be saying in their movies? Or that's all that acting, rapping shit. That's, stop trying to fight the sci-fi world. That's, that's, a, that's a, they're actors. I'm saying like, they're playing a role. I mean, just because you saw Leonardo DiCaprio, you know, uh, being a slaver in a movie, that does not mean Leonardo DiCaprio was a slaver in the movie. That means Leonardo DiCaprio played a character who was a slaver in the movie. I can't remember the character's name in the movie, but that's the guy that you're upset about. You know what I'm saying? You're mad at that guy, not at Leonardo DiCaprio. You got people in the world nowadays that like a certain actor will take on a certain role and then be like, wow, he should be ashamed of taking that role or da 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 And it's like, bro, they're telling you a story. You know what I mean? It's like, stop taking that shit so serious, so personal. Like, stop treating these people who are trying to do this job like, like, like they're evil or something. You know what I mean? Not everybody's like that. You know what I mean? Stephen King, you know what I mean? Stephen King writes scary stories. You don't, it's not like you attack him and be like, yo, it's horror guy, you know what I mean? It's like uh, you got this obsession of wanting to dress up like a cop clown and kill kids. It's like, nah, bro, he created a sci fi story. People take shit too personal nowadays. Chill, it's not that serious, exactly. Like, I, it really isn't. I wanted to ask you, um, you know, I, I was telling you a little bit about like how in um grade school I actually had an IEP, so I was like technically. Especially, and I probably got like ADHD and a whole bunch of shit, but you know, we ain't really had, you know, the we just didn't go to the doctor for that shit yeah. when I was younger. So yeah, yeah, I was yeah, never yeah, diagnosed yeah. with that shit. So I just I all kids like, <laughs> like you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. So like shit. I just had to like learn to fucking deal with that shit, which I think was way better in the long run. But 
at the time it was bad. Like I know my mom was like really fighting for me to get fucking special ed classes at the time. Her weird ass. But um, my dad, he didn't want me to do that shit. And like, he kind of made it a point for me to get out of them. Um, because I wasn't like talking like until like first grade, I guess. I knew how to talk though. Yeah. I just didn't feel like talking. Yeah. I just didn't have shit to say. Like I was just chilling, observing niggas, just walking. Bro, yeah, and these niggas made me go speech therapy and shit. And I guess like I was holding like pen pencils like like this, like with my full fit. But yeah, but um I hate how people see things like that immediately and then just like label it. I think I got a superpower. I think I got superpowers, like because I could really think crazily. Like when I when I freaking make my songs, like I just write random bars and like the way I construct them, like it'll be like stanzas of verses. And I will take half a verse, flip it, put it in the middle, take the beginning. Like the way I construct the songs and like I'll listen to them and be like, yep, this is how it's supposed to sound. Even though the first thing is like the last thing I wrote. It's like I've worked things like full circle. So I don't know. It doesn't matter where I start. I can start in the middle. I'm going to come back to the same point. It doesn't matter. And I think it's because I wasn't hooked on those drugs when I was younger. You know, I was like kind of taught to, you know, have to learn how to deal with it and deal with people and navigate through this life while still thinking the way I do that I was able to you know excel in school later on um and you know make the type of music and you know hopefully we can speak into existence excel in this in this um hip-hop industry so I want to ask you you know I know you got a um son with autism how is it, you know, being a father, you know, with a child uh, with, you know, quote unquote, a disability? You know, how how do you feel autism is actually versus how it's portrayed? And, you know, what fears do you have about what he may do versus how the world and how it's shaped in a ill manner may set off somebody as sensitive as somebody with these special powers maybe i feel like a lot of people who don't i feel like a lot of people who only hear about it um i think they just see it as like some form of like retardation you know what i mean like some form of mental retardation and it's like they like regular yeah it's like it's like like, like, yeah yeah to have because i have my son and growing up like i didn't i didn't see that you know what i mean like when you go into the doctors and always like, oh, you know, he's not up to standards with the way he moves or the way he talks or the way he does this and da 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 And it's like, in my mind, it's like, I think I just expect too much out of babies. You know what I mean? Like, they're babies, they're kids. They're going to learn as they grow. And yeah. the only the only thing that I realized is like, when he would do like the ticks or whatever, whatever the ticks were. Like, I got those too. Like, I'd be like, they're like, they're different like now. Shit. Like, his ticks are more. Like when I, I see, I don't have him as much no more. Like when I see his ticks now, he's twelve. I can like see it. It's like all right, yeah, autism, whatever the hell fuck that is. But it's like him being a human being and operating. I think human. I think autism is just a different form of of, of just thinking that people don't understand yet. Because it's like they still understand and do what we can do. It's just certain things they they take longer at um understanding and learning, and other things are just like. It makes me question us. Like when I try to teach my kids, you know, you shouldn't hit, like you shouldn't hit a girl or some shit like that. And he'll be like, why? And I'll be like, bro, because 
you're a big kid, you're a boy. And biologically, for some reason, you know, boys just have more, they just have like more strength than a natural woman does. And it's like, so by that, if, if you hit her with all your strength, like she hit, if she hits you with all her strength, you're not going to be hurt the way she would be if, if you like attack her with all your strength, you know what I mean? And at the same time, it's just not right to do. You know what I mean? Just don't hit nobody. Like nobody should hit nobody. But in, in his mind, it doesn't matter if you're a boy or a girl or an animal. In his mind, it's like, if I got hit by you or it, I hit it or you back. It's like, I don't know what it is. It's like, fair is fair, I guess. Or like, yeah. you know what I mean? And it's like, I get it to some degree. Like, all right, I get it. A boy hits you. You feel like because he hit you, you have to hit him back. Boom. It's like in society, there's so many contradictions. It's like, for somebody... Well, like, I feel like people ultimately like, they just see like full picture, like, like clear my son shit. See male, female weakness, strength. He just sees person, person, and if this person or that person did negative to me, negative comes back to that. That's person. literally the opposite of sexism. But they're gonna argue that, that that see, but this is like for me, like how I think is like full picture. I I don't think about specific little details. So when I'm thinking about something. I want to get to the root of the issue. Y'all niggas want to fa- focus on the leaves, the apples, the branches. Nigga, I'm at the fucking seed in the ground. I want to figure out what it is we're actually talking about here. And that's why, like, yeah. you know, I, I have I have this bar that like, I kind of thought of. I was like, I'm only a rapper because they ain't take me serious as a philosopher. And it's because, like... Bro, autistic people bring out the true you in a beautiful way. Like they, they, they're very honest because we teach them the right way. So what do we teach your kids? Yo, you know, when you, when kids are growing up, you teach them, Hey, you do good. You know what I mean? You treat others with respect. You share, you care about people, you help people as they grow. They see that. All right. This is how, you know, this is good. So like that to them, it's unconditional. Don't matter who you are. You know what I mean? Like they treat you with respect. As long as they feel as a human, you have the respect and if you have negativity towards them, they're not afraid to see that and be like, all right, this is not something I want to be around. A lot of people bullshit with each other. You can be around groups of people and there's always that one guy that you don't feel like having your part of the group. You know what I mean? But not many people will say shit. They're just like, deal with it or like, yeah. not, not, people, autistic people are not like that. They call things out right away and to a lot of people it may seem rude or, or wrong, but it's like, nah, it's like he felt it at that moment. All right, you're a negative person. It, it gets addressed immediately. You know what I mean? It's like, I can't hang out with you. And they'll be like, oh, why can't you? Because you, you just do a lot of mean things and I don't like it. And they'll get the fuck away from you and they go do their own thing. Yeah. That shit will leave the other dude hurt like, damn. It's like that. It's like, think about it, bro. Like, you're being That's a dick. That's It's like, you're being That's a dick. literally like, fact. Can you imagine how many people that you're a dick around that don't say shit to you? They just eat it. it oh, they're, just, they're just very brutally honest. They're all intelligent. They all have like, it seems like each autistic person has like this one thing that they're just going to be very, 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 very good at. You know what I mean? Like they just excel at it no matter what. I don't know what that is for my son, but he has very incredible memory. You know what I mean? He, he goes to school. He's getting his math right. He understands numbers. You know what I mean? We teach him about money. We teach him about life. I talk to him the same way I talk to you. Or the same way I talk to some dude at a corner store. You know what I mean? Like, I don't, like, talk to him like a person. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, if he's messing up or if he's doing something he shouldn't do, I just walk up to him and ask him, like, hey, what are you doing? You know, why'd you do this? How, how come you did that? And he'll try to, like, explain or I'll see... Like he 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 has a problem with authority, so like if I question him like on stuff like that, like yo, what are you doing? In his mind, he feels like this is an attack. You know what I mean? He gets really defensive, and he'll start like 
like he's like he'll start getting upset and like you know he might like have like a fit or something but i always try to like remind him at that moment it's like just because somebody asks you a question it's all right nothing happens so i always got to keep reminding him that in the real world because he he always you know when he talks he talks like the way you and i talk you know but i think like a big problem that they do in school is like these special need classrooms just keep them in the classroom with the regular kids like you put them in these classrooms from elementary school to freaking 12th grade where they're only around like other people one a lot of the time they put people in there who shouldn't be in there like there's like different levels of it yeah and like you treat them like babies and i have a cousin like he has like autism and like he's so dependent but he's like smart i'm like but he's just grown now he's just dependent because he gets treated like he has to be dependent his entire right. life. Yeah. And I'm like, wow, it's crazy that like, it didn't have to be like this. Y'all molded him into this type of person. My, like, son, my son's very independent. That just scares me because in my son's mind, if he sees you do something, he feels like you don't register. I could do this too. So as he gets older, he's 12 now. So I get, I think about things like what happens when this kid thinks he thinks he can drive. You know what I mean? And he's like, Tries to get in a car and be like, oh, I know what I'm doing. You know what I mean? Or, you know, what I, mean? I always got to keep up on him. I always got to follow him. I always got to see what he's doing because he never asks me to do anything anymore. So, like, when it's time to eat lunch, when it's time to do whatever, he'll always just do it. And I worry because it's like, buddy, you got to, you're still a child. You know, I'm still your father. You still have to talk to me about what you want to do. So I can. I feel like autistic people are just kind of more mature earlier. Yeah, it's like he'll look and like you just want to be like you want to treat him like a little kid. I'm like, yeah, he'll make me feel like that. He'll be like, he'll be like, why do I have to tell you? And I'll be like, damn, bro, like (laughs) all I'm saying is I'm your dad, you're my son, I care about you. You know what I mean? It's like, you know, accidents happen in the world, you know, things can happen. You could trip over, hey man, damn man, I'm on your side. (laughs) Why you gotta hit me like that? And he'll just look at me like he'll be like, yo, I don't you don't have to help me do this. And I'll be like, chill. I'm just saying, whenever you're doing something. Make sure you're always paying attention. And I'll be like, I know. And he'll just like do things. It's just, it's, I mean, it's cool, but scary. He always talks about getting married. He talks about like having kids, having a job. And I'd be like, I try to understand the autism part. And it's like, but where's the autism part? You, yeah. you talk about the same shit we talk about. Autistic people's goals are like the same as our goals. Yeah. And I realized it's just an, it's just a way of thinking, a way of understanding that you guys don't understand. Yeah, man. They seem to think more literal. They seem to think more logical, I guess. Like, yeah, bro. You can't bullshit. Like, that's what I'm trying to say. Like, you just can't bullshit. Like, well, there's one thing that, like, pisses me off. Hella, it's like niggas that just, like, are lying to me. And it's like, I know they lying. It's like, because I'm a, I'm a chill nigga, like. I'm an understanding nigga. I really understand a lot of situations. So, like, I'm not just going to pop off on a nigga. But, like, well, let me rephrase that. Not a nigga lying. A nigga, like, treating me like I'm stupid. Because I'm like, I'm intelligent. I'm very, I know what the fuck is going on. So, like, if I see a nigga do something and, like, he lies to my family, I'm like, nigga, you can tell the truth. Like, I'm not going to trip, but if you keep acting like I'm fucking stupid, we don't have a problem. Like, like I'm not a smart, intelligent human being. <laughs> we are going to have issues. <laughs> and it's like, bro, like, a lot of people, lot of people will be like, you tripping. But it's like, no, you're tripping. Yeah. 
Just be honest. Like you are tripping. A lot of people Sir? try to insult other people's intelligence. You said what? But um, I, I wanted to ask you something earlier. Um, you know, I talked about this on the pod uh, one time with Andre. You know. And I wanted to ask, do you think um, ignorance is bliss? I remember you asked me that, and I always, I always say, like, I keep hearing that. Like, I always keep hearing people say that. And my main question is, like, what, does, what is that? What, what does that mean? So ignorance. People keep saying that. Ignorance is basically, like, the, um, the sea of unknowing, like, not knowing. That's basically what you're like. You don't know. You're ignorant to a situation. You don't know anything Almost about like the it, right? undeniable plausibility thing? I mean, nah, that's like some law shit. Uh, like, ignorance is literally just you don't know about a situation. Like, literally, like we were just saying, we don't know about a lot of shit. We're ignorant to it. Like, we just don't know. Why did that word sound so bad? <laughs> exactly, right? So... Like, I don't understand how a word can sound bad or get, like, they just sounds like, like if somebody says that to me, like, yo, you're ignorant, I feel like, damn, bro, like, I it's like, okay, hurt. sorry. Yeah, yeah, like. Teach me. People don't want to, people want you to just know shit. That's a hard-ass word to throw at people like that, like, damn, I'm ignorant, like. But, yeah, um, ignorance is bliss basically means, like, those who know sense. less are more happy. That's true. Yeah. Yes, that is. I feel like knowledge breeds like depression. And that's why I think we're on a hell point. But yeah, I, I believe ignorance is bliss. Yeah. But I feel like only through knowledge can one obtain true happiness. That's true because every time I learn more and more about the earth, when I decide to like not be here in America and I start thinking about, you know, somewhere in, in Zimbabwe or somewhere in India, when I start really exploring what's going on in the world with the people that are having lives way worse than ours, the way the people are dying, the way the people are in the situation that they're in is crazy. And it's like, the more and more I hit, the more upset I get, the more angry I get, the more depressed I get, the more I have no control over anything. I can't do anything to help anybody. I start hating myself. I start hating people, you know what I mean? Because I see it. So it's like, it's like, yeah. You see things like that growing up? Or going into the internet and finding out things like that, realizing that the world is big and, and this is what's happening out there, and being upset and all that, like the ignorance stuff is bliss because I'm 34 now and I don't be involved in social media. I don't know shit about Twitter. I don't know shit about Facebook. I don't know shit about any other stuff except whatever some things people try to like bring up to me. And I I feel a lot happier than the people who are involved in that Twitter, Facebook, all that other whatever stuff, war stuff. Everybody seems to have a shitty attitude. Literally lie. You know what I mean? Everybody seems to have like an attitude every time. All the people like, that know shit. Yeah, they're reading a post or something on, on something and they'll be like, I can't believe he said that or I can't believe he posted that or I can't believe he like, and I'll be like, why do you be on that if, if, if it upsets you so much? You know what I mean? It's like, why are you so into the, um, what do you call it? Like, uh, why are you into all that gossip? See, but I think this is why I say only through knowledge can one know true happiness i think ignorance is bliss but only through knowledge can one obtain true happiness because like 
if you think about it, like the slaves that were ignorant to the fact that they were slaves, they thought that was just how life was supposed to be. Um, you know, it wasn't that bad. Like it was like this is just life. You know, it was it, they they weren't as depressed as when you found out what the fuck I'm the same as this nigga and I'm in chains. Like that's way worse. Like that has changed your entire reality, but it's only possible for you to get out of that situation if you have the knowledge that you're in it so you can only obtain the happiness if you go through that you know period of despair of depression so i think you know like struggle is inevitable and people need to stop running from it and like you know you going everybody just gotta go through like that dark period in in their life at some point especially like if you want to become a great person. So I think like, you know, I don't think I'm done with mine. I think I'm through like probably my second or really I'm just finishing up my first big one. It lasted hella years. Um, but you know, you know, be honest with y'all selves, bro. Just be honest, man. Say yeah. Y'all any final words for for the people, man? We've been going there for like two hours down there. Believe I mean, it or not. The best I can say is uh, if we all think about it, all the niggas at UPS going to be listening to this. Yeah, yeah. I'm not. No, I was just funny. I was just funny. I'm thinking more bigger though, like, you know, like the world. Oh, you know? God. Fuck them niggas at UPS. Like, it's just. Yeah, you know, fuck y'all just... niggas at UPS. No, I was just funny. <laughs> so the world is just pro, like, I just wish everybody would realize that there's a lot of us on earth and if we all just decide to like realize it, we don't all have to be alone. Because even though that's the, that's, I think that's one of the biggest problems in the world. Everybody still feels alone. Yeah. And then, you know what I mean? I think after a lot of years of me feeling like that, realizing that, damn, I'm not alone. You know what I mean? Bro, for real. Nah, that's facts. Because, like, I always felt like that, too. But I'm like, you know, people care. Know people, yeah, people are, yeah. Every, like, I don't know. Even a stranger's people, yeah, care. I don't know half of the people around the fucking world. But I think about everywhere. India, Russia, everywhere. I think about every fucking part of the world. And I think about all their problems. And, you know, I like to say to, to everybody to know that, bro, I'm probably not the only one who does that. Every We care. You know what I mean? Like a lot there's, of people, there's yeah. few people that don't care. Don't let a few people yeah, exactly yeah, yeah. dictate your reality. Because a lot of people do. Game bangers care. Everybody cares about something. Like, you feel me? And most people care about other people. Even people that kill other people are doing it probably because they care about other oh, people. Oh, and another thing also is like in the world that we live in, I, I realize we also live in a world where everybody puts up mental health as a big thing. It's like, you know, it's really important. And it's like, the best I can say, if you really believe that, then talk to, to your to, friends. Not to the people out there, you know, to the message, the message to the world out there is like, de- depression is real. Like that shit is real. Really real. That shit is fucking dark. There's, but there's levels. I'm not, the, I'm like that, but I'm not suicidal. You know what I'm saying? I like life, but I don't like the way life is. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like the way the world the whole world is a lot of situations are very upsetting. A lot of situations are very scary. You know what I mean? And I don't want it to get to the point where a lot of people end up 
hurting each other. You know what I'm saying? And everywhere, in schools and fucking hospitals and fucking just in the streets. I feel like so much hate is being generated and it, it, it doesn't need to happen. It doesn't need to be that way. So yeah, my message to the world is I don't want anybody to feel like they feel alone. Everybody cares. I care. And to just keep, just keep moving forward. Yes. And just keep being you. Yes. And to, you know, love and spread peace, positivity, and creativity by subscribing to NDH TV, liking the podcast, sharing this with your friends. No, I'm just playing. But, you know, uh, I think this was a great conversation. You know, you the second guest to come back on. You know, we getting the guests to come back on again. Uh, you know, kicking off great. Um, me and Ed got some music ventures coming, um, you know, in time, coming soon. So, you know, just be be on the lookout for Ed. You know, no, it's not, it's not going to be his last time on the pod. But, you know, thank you for coming on. Appreciate the time. Yes, sir. Um, we hope all y'all, you know, take something that was said and, you know, apply it to your life. Maybe say it to your friend, you know, spread the positivity a little bit. I love each and every one of y'all. Thank you for listening. If you're still listening because you're a real top G, it's probably only me. This is MDH TV signing out. I'll see y'all later. Goodbye.